Red has helped several pro athletes, companies, organizations, and sports teams overcome their mental blocks, reach their peak potential, increase their performance, produce more results, and just have more fun in their life and business. Bring me the energy, all right? choose will determine what you that leader you always wanted to be, not just to lead your family, not just to lead to your purpose or lead your business or lead at your job, but how do you lead yourself? Today, we're talking about laboring to leadership. What does that mean? Come find out on this episode of The Success Code. Let's bring it in. Ready? Welcome to The Success Code where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the success code. Success code. Success code. Success code. Hi, everybody. It's Roy Red, five-time best-selling author, internationally recognized speaker, and your host of this show, The Success Code, where we give tangible tactics, systems, and interviews to help you crack your success code on your journey to hitting your goals, hitting your purpose. Today, I am super excited. We are talking to Jeremy Tarisk about how to labor to leadership. Jeremy is a CEO. He's a business advisor and also great speaker, best-selling author. Jeremy, are you there, brother? I'm here and I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go. I love that music. I'm ready for you, man. How you doing, Roy? I'm doing good, Jeremy. I love your background, man. You look good, professional. You, you, you're leading me right now. Because as soon as I saw you, I said, "Man, I gotta step my game up. I gotta start standing up." <laughs> right, podcast. I, I gotta throw a blazer on. I, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing okay, man. I'm, I'm just happy to be here. It's uh, you know, for me. I always say, you know, people say TGIF uh-huh. and we say TGIS. The grind includes Saturday and Sunday. So sometimes I don't even remember that it's Monday because we go, we're at it every single day. Every but day. I think it's Monday and I feel good. Uh-huh. Yeah, I actually got some good news yesterday that I was like, man, I got to wait till next week to see if, you know, this deal goes through. And it came through on the Sunday and I'm like, dude, it's Sunday. How'd this come through? And then I realized, Bonus. oh, my whole team is working. <laughs> You can't you can't beat that. Yeah. So, Jeremy, for the few people who don't know what you do, uh, what do you do? Who is Jeremy? And then we'll get into what you do. Sure. So, uh, 
basically I'm a grinder. Okay. So I'm a, um, entrepreneur, uh, some say a serial entrepreneur. I own three small family businesses. These are what I'm very proud of behind me. Uh, Taurus team is uh, my wife and, and myself share a real estate company that we work really hard at on the weekends. My wife's full time, you know, road warrior. Uh, my son, 19 years old. I help him and mentor him in his lawn care business. 250 customers, $300,000 revenue, 19 years old. He's been doing this for 18 months. And uh, that kid is a grinder. He's a chip off of the old block. Yeah. Um, and then the Taurus Pro Advisors is the company that I created just for myself to help people with uh, becoming all they can be and all they want to be in business. Um, sometimes they just don't understand the total intricacies of how businesses are and how many pieces to business are. So I kind of break that down and, and make sure that they know that if you don't understand how each part of your business affects the other, you will fail. And so that's kind of where I kind of spend most of my time uh, in that little business. Uh, that's where I wrote the book from, but also for 30 years. And uh, really what I spend a lot of my time is 80% of my time is running a multi-million dollar telecommunication construction business. That's a national business. Yeah. And uh, we even do some Caribbean work. And I've got 800 folks all around the country working for companies like AT&T, Comcast, um, Verizon, Facebook. Uh, these are some of my clients, and uh, I'm an equity partner in that business, and that's that's where I spend a lot of my time traveling and, and talking to folks. Man, huge. So your whole family is a bunch of grinders and entrepreneurs, and we'll, we'll get into that. How did you were, you, were you born like this? Some say entrepreneurs are born. Some say they can be made. Do you believe that you were just born this way? Have you always been a hustler and a grinder? Were you that kid in in high school going to Costco, buying a bunch of candy, then going back to school and selling it? Like, have you just always been this way? Uh, so the answer is absolutely not. Actually, I was uh, I was very depressed. I had a lot of rage. I had a lot of um, dysfunction. I grew up in a house full of uh, drugs and alcohol, uh, you know, my parents were, quite frankly, very young, dysfunctional people when they had my sister and myself and, and then my brother later. And um, no, it was not a fun place. Very poor, moved a lot, a lot of fights, street fights every day, yeah. every day until I was 20 years old. Um, that's when I got a news that uh, I wasn't biologically related to the family, that I wasn't really adopted, but my father really wasn't. My biological father was kind of a really weird conversation I had with uh, a family member and it freed me. It freed me. I was, I felt relief because I wasn't tied by DNA to that, you know, that clan. Yeah. And from that day forward. So I, I was homeless at 16 years old, 17. I left home. I left that situation. So I was just, I was digging pits for the cable company as a contractor. Yeah. And so when I found that news out, I was like, wow, yeah. you know, just, I could do some. So I was digging with a style. And from that day on, I just catapulted through my the career. I made that job a career, and I just I've been in telecommunication construction ever since then. But I've I just gone I've come 180 degrees with my attitude and mindset. Yeah. And from there, then it was just it was like rocket fuel. Yeah, yeah. I want to touch on uh, that uh, a little bit later. Uh, but what is labor to leadership? Obviously, you have the book. But explain to us, what is the concept? What is the movement? What is um, that mean to you? So 
Labor to leadership is, again, it's about a mindset. So labor, blue collar, especially where I was born and raised and brought up in, and, and it's the grinders and the people who make this country go. Uh, but they treat it, a lot of people, like it's a job and they're laboring in their, they, they don't look forward to Monday morning. They can't wait till Friday afternoon. They're collecting a paycheck to spend it all on bills or even worse, get overextended on bills and not really live their life. Leadership is a state of mind. So if you treat your job like a CEO, like you own it, yeah. and then you start treating your life that way, make better decisions. I call it act, uh, making decisions at the speed of instruction instead of putting things off. Uh, then I've gone again from digging the pits, but even with that lab labor mindset, when I changed to a leadership mindset, I started getting promoted without asking. I started doing things as a proactive mindset. And that started giving me responsibility, which felt good because of the recognition. And that led to the next promotion, which led to the next position, which led to a, an invitation to join the cable company back in the early 90s. Yeah. And that changed my perspective again. I saw how big companies work and how go get itness rewards. And so the leadership part, you can do, be a laborer, but if you're a leader, you will be rewarded because people will follow you if you just take the initiative. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Let's reset the room real quick. Got a bunch of people just joined the live. If you just joined, we are talking to Jeremy Turisk about laboring to leadership. And what we learned so far is Jeremy's a hustler. He's an entrepreneur doing millions in revenue. Even his kid is doing a ton of money in revenue. Uh, he understands business. He understands the hustle. And he's explaining to us what laboring to leadership is Jeremy, I want to ask, as you were answering the question, I wanted to ask, um, oh, real quick, for those who are on live, ask Jeremy a question on live. That's on the right side if you're on YouTube, below if you're on Facebook or LinkedIn. Uh, if you're on Periscope or all those other apps, we don't even know where you comment, but I'm sure there's a section <laughs> where you can uh, ask a question. So make sure you guys do that. I want to ask you about the concept of hustling, because I had a client who came, I used to do this seminar called the Six Figure Trainer Seminar. And it was, it's also one of my best-selling books. And he came to the seminar and took the concepts, grew his business to a six-figure business. And I always say that, uh, I don't always say, but I, I say it now, but my mentor taught me that your first zero to 100,000 is just grinding, hustling. It's just pure work. Scaling from 100,000 to a million is 80% you, you 20% your employees, a million to 10 million, it's 80% your employees, 20% you. And as you scale, uh, it is more delegation and less hustle. So he is kind of having a scaling issue um, because he's working in his business, not on his business. So I yeah. want to ask yeah. you, from the hustler, does... Obviously, the hustling never really goes away, but how do you scale, especially being in your DNA that you're just a hustler? How do you scale and how do you think about going about doing that? So one of the things that I believe in is that you can never teach something until you do it. So even if you if it's something that's way out of your comfort zone, if it's part of your business, you should have a cursory understanding of it. So you should do it. But as soon as you know it, enough to teach it. See, I have a teach, teaching heart. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy for me to bring people into the circle mm -hmm. and to give away the responsibility and delegate 
in hover and oversee. And that took a long time to get rid of hovering from two feet away to 30,000 feet, which is what you really need to do to be successful, give people ownership. But uh, when you do get there and you care about, you know, giving, um, that's another thing too, is your giving mindset. So you have to learn it so you can train it and then give it and give them really ownership of it, mm-hmm. have the accountability. But scaling is, is it's going to be unique to the business too, because all my businesses are very unique um, and they're all a little different, but, you know, cash flow and, um, you know, having that, that accounts payable, actually paying and having your margins there will also ex- incite you or incentivate you to scale if your margins are nice. And you could say, well, if I tripled this, I'd have three times more cash flow. But if your margins are very thin and you're just having to borrow money to, to expand, then it doesn't make sense. So people kind of need to really look at all those angles too. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Tell us about the book really quick, Labor to Leadership. Um, you gave us the concept. Um, yeah. What will people learn in this book? And I'm going to grab it when uh um we get off here because i want to read it check it out uh just because i know you know what you're doing i could tell by your nomenclature um tell us about the book and what inspired you to write it was it to scale was it to help what inspired you to write that book so i try i've been traveling on the road monday used to be a month at a time and two weeks at a time uh, for the for 10 years now, right? And for the past about maybe four years since I've been married, coincidentally enough, right? Um, I come home every weekend, but I'm still Monday through Thursday night. I'm on the road somewhere else in America or the Caribbean running one of my offices, seeing my folks. Then COVID, 2020, right? Changed everything for me. Luckily, landscaping didn't stop, right? The kids were out cutting grass. Uh, construction, my workers were out on the highway, didn't stop. People were, weren't buying houses as much, but we got into kind of virtual showing, so it didn't stop. Uh-huh. What was different? Jeremy couldn't travel. <laughs> I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning on average. I don't go to bed till about 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night on average. Mm-hmm. Lots of energy, and I almost got fired from my family. Right, we had a family meeting. They said, we don't work for you. Right? <laughs> stop telling us what to do. So I locked myself in a room. And um, I started, like I said, my childhood was very unique. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, although for me, it made me who I am. I started just writing down memories. I I was very dyslexic. I still am kind of dyslexic, uh, so I could never read a lot. So I've always wanted to write a book. And I said, let me just start writing stuff. So I I kind of, when when I get something, I'm like a dog in a bone. I don't really let go. I kind of don't come out of the room for days at a time. I'm very manic also helps in in, in my business. But uh, I started writing about my memories. And I started seeing patterns of, you know, fail, you know, blame, fail, blame. And then I started, started reading more and you know, writing more and I go fail, accept, you know, fail, learn, fail, own. And then I started seeing these successes. Yeah. And I was like, you know, this is kind of a book. I, I think it might be able to help someone. Yeah. All right. So the whole front of the business uh, book is about my life, the, the hard times I had, the epiphany of finding out I wasn't related uh, to the the family, although I love them, I'm very close to my family to this day. But you know, I'm not by blood. I had a, a new lease. The second half of the book is about how businesses all are integrated together. Uh, your business, how uh, your HR and your marketing and your sales and um, you know time management are all interlaced with each other. And so those are called elements, right? So there's like eight or nine elements, and there's stories about things that I've learned 
And at the end of each of those chapters, it's what books that I end up reading or YouTube videos or speakers that I followed that helped me understand, ah, and that made the trick, the light bulb came on. So I I said, maybe something, my story, my flight, my, my, you know, my lessons can maybe help somebody. Yeah. So that is, the, there you go. I was, I was trying not to get divorced and kicked out of my house. <laughs> pandemic. You know, this is a, I want to talk about this really quick before we go into how those are all integrated into businesses. Cause this is a really big issue and I don't have kids. I'm not married. And I'm starting to see that the possibility of that might be rare because of the hustle, the grind and people not being able to, kind of handle that and handle my energy and handle the fact that I'm going to wake up, go straight to the gym, read all day, yeah. work all day. And then I'm going to have yeah. like an 30 minutes to an hour at the end of the night, maybe to be like, Hey, what's up? How was your day? Um, <laughs> um, how, how do you navigate that? I mean, obviously you used to be traveling by the way that is, my dream is to literally just travel and work my face off. You know, I was yeah. asking my coach that. <laughs> my coach usually frees up uh, business owners uh, and gives them more free time. And I go, hey, I know you give business business owners more free times, uh, but uh, I want to work my face off. And he's like, well, we, we could do that too. Um, so how do you navigate that? And do you have anything, that, um, any it seems like integration seems to be the secret for you, but do you have anything to say towards that for people um, like me or people who, who struggle with that? Because most of the population just, they, they don't, they just, they just can't take it and they don't work that hard. Well, you know, my biggest uh, mentor right now is Steve Noodleberg. And, you know, what he always says is you are what you say you are, right? So, it's, a, it's all about perspective. If you're telling yourself it's a grind, if you're telling yourself it's a struggle, then it's a struggle. If you change, I have to, to I get to, it's a game changer. So I get to, you know, to do all this work and I get to do this learning and teaching and, and, and uh, coordinating and, and whatever it is that you're doing, your lot in life, change that to from I have to, to I get to. Now, but you kind of asked like a big question and yeah. I was kind of lucky in that uh, I've, I was brought up as a fighter, right? As a street person. So you tell I'm kind of a, an alpha take charge person. And that's hurt me a lot in life. But as far as my kids, I've always been the example. I've been a rock. I've always been in their lives. They were in their tennis or so when I started traveling extensively and I was, I happened to lose a relationship with their mother and thank God she got with a, a man who was an awesome example of a, of a father for my kids, a stepfather, uh, something that I couldn't be where I am without the, his presence in their life. I accepted him wholeheartedly. My kids spent a lot of time around him. So, but I was home, you know, like I said, a lot of weekends, but I was still involved on the phone. I had his support, him and I are best friends. Um, that helped immensely toward our, you know, our, our boys coming up and doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even through today, um, how they kind of, so one of them is going to be a fireman. He's already passed his, um, his fire academy and his fire test and has got two year fire degree, but he has to go to paramedic school is all he has left, but that's, that's where his mind is. Right. So um, I'm very lucky in that, even though I was an example, you can't teach drive no matter what. And so those two have it. My new wife, I said four years ago, I was remarried. She has two kids. One's a paralegal, one's a, co- a, a high school student, but 
they're just all four gel. They're all friends. They're all best friends. And they don't have a lot of outside influences. We're their influence. My wife is a go-getter. So if you're going to be single and you want to grind your face off, you can't go find somebody who's just happy with their job and they can't wait till five o'clock to start drinking their glass of wine. You need a grinder like my wife with the real estate. She's a warrior. She's working tirelessly on deals and branding and relationships, networking, changing how real estate's done over the Internet now and creating all this new process for letting people know what the process is for my house. This is my partner. Right. So. She gets it, right? I'm a, I'm the grinder. I'm not going to sleep till one in the morning, whatever. She's she's still up too, you know. So we got to kind of coach each other and talk each other off the ledges and bring each other up. So you definitely need somebody who wants the same thing as you do. Yeah, yeah. Integration there. You don't have to do it. You get to do it. By the way, oh, yeah. your, your coach is high level because that that language pattern is a key to really work to working a lot uh also throwing out butts and turn those to ends um so really quick before we move on to the next part talk about the integration of marketing and leadership and sales into your business because i always tell people that you want to look at your business like three businesses the before unit the during unit the after unit you're bringing in leads you're converting those leads into sales and then you want to follow up and get reviews and recurring business from <laughs> those customers so how do you integrate all of that and how important is that integration? Like give us your, uh, uh, let us into your mind of how you think about that. Sure. So I was lucky enough. Again, I was, I was laborer and I did everything in the world to do in the cable company. However, for three years, I kind of was sideways. I was, I'd lost a company and I was nowhere available. I got to work for this marketing firm that has to do with cable, television, selling it over the phone as a call center. So I learned so much from so many awesome people. Michael Arana was, was one name um, who was a, a boss of mine. I mean, if anyone knows, look up Michael Aronowitz and he's amazing. And so I got to work right under Michael and you got to look at it. You're right. As three different businesses, but you have to understand how they affect each other so that one can roll into and set up the other one for success. Mm-hmm. So, when you're looking to design your product or looking to design your marketing, it's all about you know turning it backwards and, and following reverse order from how business is usually done. It's looking to touch somebody's feelings, yeah. right? And figuring out their sensory of how can your product or your service, like my son's is a service, right? So it's like cutting grass. Yeah. Well, we talk about you know freeing up the family time. So they can spend time with their family. Well, but you don't need to go out there cutting your grass for two hours. We could do it for $35. Yeah. Isn't that worth spending two hours with your family? So you take that initial seed and you start planning it as far as your the feeling. And then once you get those leads in, and uh, there's many kinds of leads, the best kind are referrals. And the best one, even uh, as far as referral goes, is the introduction, right? So when Mary down the street says, hey, Sue, meet Garrett, he's the one who cuts my grass. He's going to do a good job for you. That's the ultimate. That's the, what you want, the referral. That's an introduction. Yeah. Uh, so if somebody just says, go call Garrett, that's your second tier. And the third tier is like Thumbtack, right? So we have leads on Thumbtack. So how do you how do you become successful with that lead? Be the very first one to answer, right? So I bought him a bun. You know, I got to wear those earmuffs, but I got the ones with the Bluetooth. So he can hear when he gets a bing with his yeah. uh, thumbnail. Thumbtack goes, he's the first one because you got to be quick to that lead. 
because they're going to take the lowest price and the first person that calls. See, we're not the lowest, but we're always going to be the first person to contact. So it's all these things that are integrated. And then you just prove out your, you know, live up to what you did, what you say you're going to do. You got to do it. You got to give them added value. So if I'm going to cut your grass for the first time, I'm also going to kill all the weeds for free because it's the first time and I want to do a good job for you. So that is an added value that we didn't quote. We didn't promise you. Then we send them a, uh, for example, um, a portal that they get. So they see, they get notification when we came because people are at work. Sometimes they don't know we come. So they get notification before picture, after picture, pay their bill online. And you could do this for any business in the world. It's all the same stuff. It's added value under you know promise over deliver. And that's how you create Rave, rage, ravenous fans, and that's what you want in your business is somebody who will, you know, you can mess up, but self-report and then say you're going to fix it, tell them when it's going to be fixed, fix it, because everyone messes up. So that's another thing in our construction business happens so much, saved our butts many times. Self-report, tell them when it's going to be fixed, have it fixed by then. And so that kind of stuff is all about, that's all part of your marketing. It's the performance afterwards yeah. that leads to the next referral or introduction. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. See, you guys, I want to unpackage that. He gave so many gems right there in that last two minutes. Leads, where are they coming from? He has a different system for different leads. Referrals, you treat a little bit different than the people that come from Thumbtack who are cold leads. And you see how he knows how to convert them into clients. You got to be fast with those Thumbtack guys. You got to be... live up to what the last person said with the referrals. He has his USP, his unique selling proposition on how he sells. No, we're not the cheapest, but we're the fastest. And then we also add a bonus. That is that experience that makes them go, yo, I didn't even ask of them to do this and they did it anyway. They do really good work. And like he said, that's how raging fans are created. And then people start to spread your word, spread your message. Then next thing you know, you have a problem, which is too many clients. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then you figure it out from there. All right. So we are going to thank you for everyone who's on the live right now. We're talking about laboring to leadership with Jeremy Tarisk. Jeremy, we uh, if you want to ask Jeremy a question, hop in the chat on the right or below on Facebook. Jeremy, we have this part of the show where we call the red zone, where we ask you five fast asking questions that I found to kind of be hard for people who think like us to answer. Are you ready? I love it. Yep. I'm ready. All right, let's do it. All right, Jeremy, what is your favorite book and why? Oh, right now, um, 20, you know, Steve Noodleberg confessions of a serial sales person or confessions of a serial salesman. It's easy to read. I told you I'm kind of dyslexic. It's 27 rules that he's lived by to be successful in sales. Yeah. I don't sell much in a way of I'm not a sales business, but you're always selling. You are always selling. Everything you do is a sales transaction. Even when you go to Starbucks, you're selling them to try to get that extra whipped cream. All right. So learning these 27 rules will help you in your personal life, even if you're not in sales. So that book is my go-to. It's my Bible. It's right there. I think I can see it on my shelf. It's always within reach. That's huge. That's huge. What is a quote you live by or your favorite quote and why? That's easy. It's act at the speed of instruction. It's because it's been a game changer for me when I first heard it years ago. Don't procrastinate. 
you know, do the hard stuff first. That's huge. Enough said, right? <laughs> as soon as you get it, get get acting on it. You know, my uh, uh, my mentor always says um, you should be asking as you're learning. How does this apply to me, and how can I take direct action? Those two things. Okay, how does this? Yes. How can I take direct action? That's the same thing. Huge, huge. Um, if you could spend 24 hours with anyone in history, 24 hours, who would it be? Uh, well, I'm a musician at heart. I was a professional drummer in my past life. So Dave Grohl and John Lennon are two people who just changed my, you know, I, I have so much business. I'm so much passion and I'm a beast and I'm a lot of times I'm not a very nice person. And so that music is that soothing, calming beast you know, mode. And that's those two people. I've always said, if I could have a minute with anyone or a conversation, John Lennon, Dave Grohl. Yeah. Like, uh, like the Rick Ross says, if I die today, remember me like John Lennon. I love wow. That. Um, would you rather be loved or respected and why? Well, loved because love, you wouldn't be loved if you weren't, you wouldn't be respected without love. You can't respect somebody and not love them. Yeah. I mean, I believe they go together. All right. What is success to you? Oh, now that one's a good one. Success to me. You know, <laughs> when I paid for my kids' college funds back in um, 2006, that was, uh, I put, you could put that on my, my gravestone. Uh, I was homeless when I was 16. I didn't have anything like a future or ambition or anything. And once I just achieved that goal of pay, prepaying college funds for my kids when they were born, each of them, that was successful for me. Since then, um, I've lost and made two fortunes. Yeah. And so success is a, but I've never been unhappy. I mean, I'm mad a lot. Sometimes you're mad, but I'm, I know it's coming again. Don't worry. It's coming back, man. You, you lose it. You're going to gain it. You lose it. You gain it bigger. Um, so when I paid for my kids' college funds back in 2006, I, that, I could die happy. You know, money comes and goes, success, you're going to, it's going to come and go. But that, that was for me, that was big. You know what? It's, that seems to be a, um, a thing, man. You know, I'm reading this book called uh, How to Get Rich by the guy who started Maxim Magazine. And he talks about that same thing. He was saying it's ups and downs. He's like, you're going to get it. You're going to lose it. You're going to get it. You're going to lose it. No matter who you are, that is going to happen. Uh, but yeah. the key is to just keep scaling. And then at some point you have so many assets. Um, it's funny. He was talking about how much he was worth and he doesn't even know. He's like, I don't know how much I'm worth. He's like, if I had to guess somewhere between 400 and 900 million, he's like, but uh, once you know you're really rich, he's like, you don't know how much you're worth. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know how much I'm worth right now. And then you're there. So I get that. I hope to get to where he is. But um, yeah, well, for sure. It's, I've lost it a couple times and uh, it's not for lack of grinding. So I don't worry about it because I know I'm going to be grinding every day. Yeah. And you got the skills to get it back. So that leads to my next question. And then we had a question somebody asked on Instagram here for you. Um, and then we'll get you out of here, Jeremy. Um, what was a struggle that <laughs> had to where you you know, guys like me and you were confident. We keep going. We just truck through it every day. But have you ever had a dip where you're like, ah, oh, man, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this one. And then how did you get through it? 
Absolutely. Gosh, when I was uh, tell, I mean, besides being homeless, right, at 16 years old, 17, and, and living in that, that cesspool of a family, the kind of life that I was in, but I didn't know any different, right? So I wouldn't even count that as the worst, uh, although I didn't know I, I was ever going to be anything. Once I became something of a success where I had learned a lot, I left Comcast, gave our rent Comcast, uh, Broward County and Dade County, Florida Keys for eight years on the construction department. I was a manager there and uh, started my own construction company, built that up for a couple of years. 2009 hit. I was 40 years old. Yeah. 2000, uh, 2009, 2010, uh, 40 years old, didn't have a penny. Didn't I was get, I was divorced. I broke my leg severely doing something I never should have done, which was playing a flag football on it with 12 year olds and hitting grass in those shoes. So I couldn't walk. I couldn't, I didn't have a, a partner. I didn't have any money. I lost my house. I lost my business. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I was get, I was making a lot of money. So I owed $2,000 a month in child support. So bam, before you know it, a year in, I'm $24,000 in a hole with just child support. Imagine a million, you know, $180,000 of debt from all the other stuff, selling off all my trucks and everything. So I had to take a job um, just for life or health insurance for my kids, just for health insurance, take a job at a phone call center, answering phone calls for $40,000 a year. I was making 250. But guess what? That's that marketing firm I told you about. Yeah. And then I got, uh, I heard from guy, you know, kept getting promoted because of my attitude. Like I didn't care. All right. I didn't care. I answered the phone and that one day I got promoted to supervisor in one day. All right. Never answered a phone before in my life. Never sold a thing. And one day I was promoted to supervisor. Within three months, I was promoted to manager. Within five months, I was promoted to director. Got to work for Michael Aronowitz. Met my wife at that place because she cut hair for a living. And they brought her in to cut the executive's hair. And they let me in the executive bathroom to get her hair cut by her. And that's how I met my wife. Wow. Okay. And then decided that we were going to work in Jamaica and everything. And got a phone call. Got back into the construction side of things. Left that company. And then that was 10 years ago. And I started traveling. And I built two different companies up to $60 million a year since then. Yeah. And um, yeah, so as far as, I mean, that day, I remember sitting on that couch when I was 40, I'm going to be 50 in May. It's been 10 years. I've, I've worked for two different companies, scaled two $60 million companies within that 10 years, started these three companies, you know, no, things are good, man. And that day, I mean, it was low, but I just, you know, tomorrow, wake up and do what you can. What you can. Do what you can. Do what you can. Do what you have to. And I got to work for that. That's why I got promoted in one day. Because when I went in, I didn't go, oh, man, there are these stupid phones that are selling. Oh, man, I was. I sold myself in an interview. I was told I was the best interview they ever had for $40,000 for two hundred. I asked for 100000 And they go, well, we pay 40s top of that one. Okay, I'll take it. One day, I got because the, the attitude. Amazing. Awesome, man. Awesome. I know it probably had to be a struggle working being from being an entrepreneur oh man um and that leads no, to the last a, question a learning, right? that someone asked they said if you lost it all what were the first three steps you would take you kind of answered that so when that happened uh the first step i guess was to just go figure out some income and get a job but what's the next couple steps you took how did you think about regrowing your brand or a or a business and starting a business so that's that's changed even since then because I've learned so much since then. Yeah. And so I would say that the number one thing to do right now, starting right now, is have a giver's attitude. 
Okay, give her, give, give. You should give, 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 take. Okay, that should be your rate, right? You know, your the ratio. Um, or expect, expect to get. So you're gonna build a, a network of givers. So you're gonna be in a network of givers. My network right now is huge. It's not big with numbers, but it's big with power, power givers, okay? Throughout different industries. I talk to them a lot. Uh, many times a week, I talk to my network. So if I lost everything right now, I've been hooked up in this network where they would refer me to something, refer someone to me, and I would never be so far away from getting back up again. It wouldn't take that long. It wouldn't take a year because of where I am with my network. Your network is your net worth, yeah. right? The difference between contact and contract is R. Now, R stands for relationship, okay? The relationship comes first. So build your relationships, get a giver's attitude, and then get up every single day and go do something to help somebody else. Those three things will make you successful for the rest of your life, no matter what. If I if I lost everything, it would be three months. So I wouldn't. Be, I don't even know how long it would be before I'm back to where I'm just at least. You know. Also, I don't get. I'm not extended anymore. Right? I'm not a hundred eighty thousand dollars in debt because I built my companies differently this time. Yeah. Right? I, I don't you know pay cash for things, and you know if you don't. There's smart debt and there's dumb debt and, you know, Dave, Dave uh, Ramsey system, you know, for getting out of debt. Yeah. You know, I, I, I taught all my kids about that. So, yeah, um, that's, is it, we, uh, we can go on forever, man. I, I, I love talking about stuff. So. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's awesome. <laughs> right, I'm, I always say you've got a great name. My, I, my name is Two Risk, right? <laughs> and my blood type is B positive, uh-huh. right? Uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. you got a great name, Roy Red. So you got to be ready. Right. I'm, I'm a big red fan. I'm ready. I'm ready for anything. And I'm a Roy Red fan. My accountant calls me ready. My boy, he's my friend of mine. His name is Chike. He's African. He calls me ready. Every time I call him, he goes, ready. Ready or not. Um, I, And I love that, by the way. The difference between contact and contract is the R relationship. I'm still in that one. I'll sing you 10% if I make anything off of it. Um. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for giving us your time. Right now, real quick, tell us where uh, people can buy your book, where they can follow up and follow you, and uh, anything you got going right now. Sure. So, I mean, jeremytorres.com, um, torresproadvisors.com, laborofleadership.com. I live on LinkedIn, right? So, if you're a LinkedIn person, give it LinkedIn, um, request a, a connection. We'll do a virtual coffee. We'll learn about each other. We'll spend 30 minutes learning how we can help each other and really connect. It's not a numbers game. It's a connections game. So uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn, Jeremy Torsk. Again, it's T2Risk. And uh, so those are the big things. As far as uh, the, the book is on Amazon, Audibles has the, um, the audio version, iTunes. The hardcover's just been released. Soft paperback's like $9, $9.99 or, or $15.99 or something like that for the hardcover. But uh, really just just give, follow somebody that's doing what you want to do and repeat their actions. That's how you can help me is just follow somebody and, and be successful. I want to watch it. It's going to turn me on. I'm going to do that again. Like I'm going to just, that's what, that's all I do. I'm a good copycat. So. Awesome, man. Awesome. Hey, thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming live. Thank you for everyone who joined the live. Um, make sure you guys follow, share, comment, 
and it will also be on all the other platforms in about an hour here so you can listen to it to audio over and over so you can get those gems that uh jeremy was dropping uh itunes stitcher spotify anywhere you want to go pandora we are on jeremy thank you so much man i appreciate it till next time guys i hope you enjoyed this show as much as we enjoyed making it for you always remember to be yourself peace welcome to the success code where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the success code. Success code.